I know what it's like to feel invisible, to think it's too late to become what you've always wanted to be. You feel like it's too late to have more life. I felt that way too, but when I lost my brother to cancer, he made me realize I have way more life to live. And I discovered the choice was mine to live it or not. I know you want to become confident and empowered, and you deserve to step into that life you are yearning for. I'm Carrie V, and I get it. There is more greatness to come in your life, and I know you can feel it. I've made a choice to live my big life. Now it is your turn to be empowered and step into the life that has always been yours. It's time for you to step off the sidelines and into your own life, the one you were created to live. It's easier than you think. I believe in you. In fact, I am your biggest fan. So let's get started. Every guest that comes on to Coffee and Tea with Carrie V podcast is asked a question at the end of the podcast. What is your version of your pow pow shoes? What does it mean to step into your pow pow shoes? It means learning to laugh and find joy even when life is hard, especially when life is hard. It means digging deep into who you are, why you're here, and what you were created to do. It is part of the radical empowerment method, getting off the sidelines of your life and stepping into those pow pow shoes, stepping into your confidence, your radiance, your best brilliant self, being unapologetically you. I have been working on my book, The Radical Empowerment Method, for over a year, and it is almost here, and you get to be one of the first to have it. Head to the link in the bio and get your name on the wait list, and you will be the first to know. I am your biggest fan. I love you. Get your name on this wait list. Today on Coffee and Tea with Carrie V, we are talking with Lauren Boyd. Lauren is a multi-passionate entrepreneur who left behind the overwhelm of corporate law to empower entrepreneurs at all stages in their journey. Now, Lauren is not only passionate, she is compassionate. She is a leader, she is a go-getter, and she is inspirational. You're going to love everything that she has to say, and you're going to definitely want to be a part of her life. Let's listen in as Lauren shares about trusting in your vision. Lauren, welcome to Coffee and Tea with Carrie V. I am so excited to be here. I wish we were actually having a cup of coffee together, but I do too. For now, for now, now, but I will make my way out to Arizona and we will sit down for that coffee. (laughs) Please Um, do. Maybe when you come, we'll have a little baby to hold. We'll have a little (gasps) tag along. As long as I'm the only one who gets to hold the baby, I'm good with that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. (laughs) I'm so excited to have you here. And what our listeners won't know until I say this is that I have rescheduled on you so many times with every, all the terms that my life took and you've been so gracious and I can't thank you enough for being so, so understanding of Of everything that was going on. Thank you. No, I mean, it's, that's part of life. Right. And I think, I think that to me is, I mean, that's why I started my business is like to give, you know, give myself room in life. And so I think the more that we can realize that on the other side of a business, um, is, is a human, yeah. um, the better off, we're, the more happy we're all going to be when we work with each other too. 
So. That's so beautiful. On the other side of business is a human life. That's, I really just love the way that you just put that. So, and I know, so you're, you are due to have a baby as we were just talking before we went live in three months, which is just like, I just remember you saying that you, I just remember you announcing, I was like, how did that go so fast? How did that go so fast? That's what I'm wondering. I told you, I was like, I was being dramatic with like one of my employees. And I was like, we only have three more months. Like I thought that was like, that was the dramatic effect I was going yeah. for. And I counted and I was like, oh my gosh, we really only have three more months. It just seems like it's flown by. Um, but I feel like we're finally starting to like settle in. Like, you know, we kind of traveled, we got to see some family, which was really nice. It's been a while. Um, and now we're kind of like settling in, getting the nursery ready and doing some of the nesting. So I'm driving my husband crazy right now. <laughs> we like drawers that have nothing to do with baby. Yeah. But he's going along with it. So. it you know what? He, one, he has no choice. And two, <laughs> it's part of the process. <laughs> you know, it just, it just is, you want to get it's part of motherhood is to have making sure everything is ready for this new life that's coming into the world. So we want to hear about Lauren and I know who you are, what you do, but I want you to share with everyone who this amazing person that they are listening to is. You're so sweet. We, you know, it's, it's funny. We met a couple of years ago now Yeah, and I feel like my business has, has, changed so much, but, you know, really more just like elevated and scaled in a way that I didn't really expect. Um, but I always, you know, kind of what we, we started with today was, you know, I've always brought it back to, I've really always wanted this stage of life. Like I wanted, you know, to get married and have babies. Like I have to say like, that was like my biggest life goal. Like if I could have a family and I could be around and support that, that was kind of like the paramount. So I've looked at my career kind of like through that lens, like, you know, I love my career and I love, you know, what I get to do. But at the same point, I've always looked at it as this opportunity to create flexibility for my family and create, like create the room for me to kind of become that version of myself. So it just feels like it's all coming together. All of the hard work over the years of, of, you know, the education, you know, the corporate job, leaving the corporate job to build something of my own has all kind of like culminated to this moment. Um, but I actually, so I'm an attorney. I am the managing partner of a boutique law firm out here in Arizona. Um, we specialize in really supporting a lot of our Arizona local businesses, but we also do trademarking services, which we love because it's, that like fun part of your brand. Like we all get so lit up about our business and our brand. So that's like a fun piece that we get to do with everyone across the country. Um, And I really developed that as honestly, it was just me. It came from a conversation with my husband (laughs) over dinner and I was working in corporate law and I said, you know, I'm just really unhappy. I don't think I, I haven't grown any roots in my community. I really feel like I just commute to work. And I know nobody and I could pass anybody that I work with in a grocery store and I wouldn't even know. I want, like, I really want roots. I want connections yeah. with people. And I said, I have this crazy idea. <laughs> I think I should quit my job and start my own law firm. I know that I could like go and be corporate counsel someplace else in Phoenix. Like I've got this backup plan. Like, But before I do that, I feel like if I don't try this first, I'm going to have this like itch 
Like I'm always going to have this itch. It's not going to go away. And so um, he moved in, helped me pay the mortgage because I owned my own house at the time. And I just honestly, within a few months, I was working on, on my own. And it was like, I opened my computer and was like, so how do people start law firms? Oh my gosh. So it was like the definition of messy action. I don't tell my clients to do that, but for <laughs> the moment, that's what worked. I was going from, you know, in, insane work weeks where I couldn't have juggled like seeding this new idea. Um, and so I really saw that through to the end. And then when on my first day, you know, my first Monday, um, I opened up my computer and was like, what is this going to look like? You know, I got all of the, the business basics down and now it was like, how do I meet people? What do I do next? Um, and it was just really fun because I think for me, I was a finance major and entrepreneurship major in college. I wasn't planning to go to law school. I knew at some point I would start my business. I just didn't know what it was. And it was just fun to see the progression of, you know, really finding a passion for law. And then, you know, getting to really learn a lot through corporate law and go, this was great, but I don't see when I was looking at the organization and I had the the blessing to work for a a very strong female led organization. Yeah. I was like, I I value these people. I just don't want to be them. So yes, I got to kind of build a little bit of my own. So now we have a boutique law firm. I have um, three employees. We have two attorneys on staff and we also have an incredible chief of staff. She also runs like all of our marketing. Um, and it's just been fun to kind of step into this new role this year and really like lead members on our team. Um, so yeah, that's like, a, that's the overview of like the, the twists and turns of yeah. my career. Cause I didn't expect this. I think if you would ask me if you and I had chatted last year, about where I saw my business going next. This wasn't it. Um, but I just kept coming back to the same question. What is going to give me the time with my family and, you know, what's going to kind of continue to like foster kind of this vision I have for my business. And and this is where it led. So you said that was all fascinating and so many little things I'm just writing down. (laughs) What really struck me was, so you started off, off, um, college, not, not, not planning on being an attorney. I have never heard that before. It's always been, I went to school to be an attorney. What did that look like? What, how did you just wake up one day and go, Oh, entrepreneurship. I think I'll study law. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of, kind of. Um, I was always growing up. I was always really good with numbers. So like always great in math, always excelled in math classes. Um, and so when I went into college, I knew I would do finance. Mm-hmm. And they had this incredible second major program that you could do your senior year that was an entrepreneurship program. And my parents, I came from a family of entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. serial entrepreneurs. And so I was like, I love that idea. I want to do that too. So it was always kind of like this next layer, like, okay, finance. And the next layer was like entrepreneurship. And so once I got into the entrepreneurship program, I actually had the, you know, um, really the blessing to, we had mock legal counsel from third-year law students at the law school next door. Uh-huh. And they were our legal counsel for these venture ideas that our teams were coming up with. So we had a team of four. We were coming up with this business idea. I think we had a pretty good idea. Our material sourcing was way off. We never launched it, but it was a wonderful experience. We pitched to investors, the whole bit. Uh-huh. And it really got my you know 
I had that bug. I already had the bug from the family growing up in it, but like I had that bug of entrepreneurship. Um, And then when I saw them come in and they got to work with multiple teams and they got to consult on like making these visions a reality for people, I was like, I like this. I love this approach. And I was at the point where it was like, okay, I either need to decide, like, am I going to go to grad school? Am I going to start work? (laughs) And I was starting to think about it. I was like, you know what? To me, I'm good with numbers. It's not fulfilling. Like that to me just doesn't seem like my next step. It's not my next chapter. Really great education, not my next chapter. And so I took a gamble. I honestly decided really last minute to like apply to law school. I think I had like a few weeks to put together my application, take the LSAT and apply. And I was like, oh my gosh, we're just going to give this a shot. I fully anticipated. I applied to one law school. I fully anticipated taking a year off and really figuring it out, like taking a year off working, you know, like dabbling in like, you know, whatever I thought was maybe the next best step. Um, And then, you know, applying again. And I got in for early admission, probably because, you know, um, I, there wasn't a lot of people that come from business school that, that didn't, you know, and nothing against someone who's always known what their purpose was. That wasn't me. I knew it was something in entrepreneurship. I just didn't know what form that was going to take. So, you know, there wasn't people that were coming from a finance entrepreneurship degree into law school. I think it was, it made my application unique, um, Mm -hmm. which let me in. And, um, I really loved it. I was really stubborn in law school. <laughs> um, I've always been stubborn. It's a personality trait, but I always, I kind of knew where I wanted to go with it long-term. I wanted to work for a business or I wanted to, to do something on my own. Yeah. And so when I was picking courses and deciding, you know, of course we had to take the prerequisites. We all take constitutional law. We all take property law, family law, all of the basics, right. To prep for the bar. But at the same time, with any of my electives, I was always taking negotiation, mediation, business foundations, um, anything that would kind of help further that next vision. Um, And I didn't do a lot of the court preparation. I didn't do the write-on to be on a journal because Mm -hmm. though that was the, the track, like this is what, you know marketable app, you know, people for job applications, this is what you do. This is the path. I was like, yeah, but that's not, doesn't take me where I want to go. I want to go over here. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was really stubborn and kind of said, you know what, <laughs> though this path is unique. I just, I feel in my heart, this is the right, this is the right path for me. Yeah. Um, and I ended up working in corporate law, an internship between my second and third year, worked for them my entire third year part-time um, and then continued working for this large corporation when I graduated And for about three more years after graduation, loved it, traveled, negotiated international contracts. It was incredible. They kind of like trial by fire. They threw you in. I led negotiations with, you know, almost, I think we closed while I was there. I led negotiations for $3 billion worth of revenue for the company that I worked for. Um, It was really incredible. It really was. Wow. It was not where I saw like, I was looking ahead. I was in rooms with people who were my parents' age and they had kids my age and I would be negotiating with them and had the same amount of, you know, the opposing counsel. I had the same amount of, you know, you know, I guess like rights as they did, you know, responsibility as they did. And here I'm negotiating against them. And I was kind of like, 
well, I've already done this really cool thing. <laughs> you know, how is it, how am I going to beat this? Like I don't yeah. doing this, you know, it was a great company, but I just felt like there was this little tug and it was like, we all know it, like this little tug and you can't get rid of it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just, just listening to this whole story and I love that your parents are entrepreneurs and going through law school, then you were choosing these things that weren't necessarily the path that you were, let's just say in queer, in air quotes, supposed to take. Mm-hmm. So you've been following this entrepreneurial path your, your whole life. The way that you're doing things is very entrepreneurial, right? So when you, that way. yeah, you, you really have been, which is, which doesn't surprise me that you have, since you have parents that are entrepreneurs, my dad was an entrepreneur. And so I, I never really wanted to be boxed in because mm-hmm. I loved seeing his freedom and his dreams and his, you know, him doing what he wanted to do. So when you, so you're doing all these negotiations with major, you know, this major influence now. I'm interested to know how your parents reacted when you said, hey, you know that great job? I'm leaving it and I'm going to start a boutique law firm. What do you think? You or know, did you not tell them? <laughs> oh, I told them. I, my, I feel like the only people I really told exactly what I was doing to was probably my boyfriend at the time, now my husband, mm-hmm. um, my parents, and like maybe one other friend. But I think what I didn't want people to think was that I didn't want to hear the opinions like yes. of, of other people. I, I, I kind of trusted in my vision enough. And, and, I, and I say it this way because it doesn't, it doesn't come off this way. I trusted in my vision enough that I didn't need anyone else's like fear or concern oh. outside of Will or my parents. Um, I really trusted them as kind of my like counsel in this decision And so I actually, this is terrible. I lied to a lot of my friends um, (laughs) and a lot of people around me. And I kind of told them, I had a friend at the time who had recently, she was also an attorney. She had recently gone off on her own and her and a partner were launching a law firm. Um, And she was a really incredible resource for me at the time as a friend. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I said, yeah, you know, Rana has really encouraged me to step into this. Um, She actually told me, you're only going to regret not doing it sooner. Yeah. And, but she, that was really the end of it. Like she was always there if I needed support, but like we didn't work together in, like in any capacity. And I actually led a lot of people to believe like, yeah, I'm like, you know, Rana just started this. I'm going to like, you know, really encourage me to like jump in. I kind of let them, like, I don't think I said it in so many words, believe that I was kind of like going with these women. Yes. This next chapter, because I wanted people to feel like, I had support. I had someone that, you know, she knew better. She was a little further in her career, yeah. but like that was going to guide me. And then this way, like it wasn't, you know, it wasn't such a big leap, I guess. Yeah. Um, and so it was funny because after I really kind of got traction and was really on my own, people were like, wait, like your website, and like, are you, are you doing it with Rana? Or like, and I was like, no, not really. Like, you know, and I kind of just kind of like brushed under the table, but I think at first it was, it wasn't that I didn't trust my vision. It was that I trusted it so much that I wanted to give people the story that they would be comfortable with because I didn't think it was my responsibility to make them comfortable with every detail of my decision. Um, I love that. That's such strength. (laughs) Wow. 
Yeah. So bringing it back to my parents, because that was your question. <laughs> I, I told them everything, but it was funny. I actually remember a specific conversation with my dad and, and I was like, you know, he was like, you have bills, like you, have, you have a house, like, you know, and, and I said, I know, I know I said, I've saved money. Will's going to move in. And I don't even like mention this Will, but it was kind of like, okay, great. Like we really love, we love Will, but like, is he the guy? Like, what if you guys break up? <laughs> you know, it was kind of like, yeah, great. Like great that you're banking on that. But you know, yeah. I just, I don't want this to go, you know, badly. And then you guys break up and then you don't have a safety net. Um, and and, you know, is that kind of like, you know, that was like the one conversation where my dad kind of, I felt like you think he felt that he needed to give me that reality check of like, yeah. you know, is there a safer way to do this money-wise? But my dad's never been, he's been a more of a risk taker his whole career. Yeah, I think he just knows me and he's known that I'm not quite as big of a risk taker in the sense where it comes to like money and, and, and I'm a little bit more safe when I play that way. Um, so I think it was just more of like, he knew my personality and he wanted to make sure that I felt secure to make the next step. Um, but otherwise he was really, they were really supportive. I think they weren't surprised in the least that this was going to be something that I was going to do. I think Mm -hmm. more than anything, maybe it was, maybe it was timing. You know, I had just bought a house a year ago. Mm -hmm. It was kind of like, okay, every year it's like (laughs) big thing Lauren's doing. And, but I don't think they were fully surprised. I think my dad's always wanted for me. Um, you know, my parents work together in a business. I think he's always wanted as a, as his only daughter, um, me to be able to kind of stand on my own and not rely on anybody. And I think yeah. that reliance extended to not relying on a company for my paycheck. Um, so I think he was torn. Like he was a little yeah. torn in the decision, but super supportive. Um, and he's just been, you know, an incredible influence on, you know, even though our careers are totally different, he's not in law, he's not in anywhere near related to law. Um, but just the risks he's taken, the decisions him and my mom have made mm-hmm. in their career has been really a big inspiration. I loved when I was little that I could call them and it didn't matter what my dad was doing, that he would always, it didn't matter who was in the room, he would always answer, Hey, I'm in a meet, you know, if it was in a meeting, hey, I'm in a meeting. Are, are you okay? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. I'll call you back later. But he would always answer. And I wanted that ability to do that for my kids. And my husband was actually raised in a family of entrepreneurs as well. So I think that was modeled so beautifully for us that we could see that vision. And, you know, now we have a house and things break and people need to come and draw in. And it's nice that I was like, you know what, that vision includes me not saying that I need an office and me saying that this vision to make me happy means I work from home and we're closed on Fridays. Oh, that's beautiful. So, yeah, that's, there's so much there. I was, <laughs> I was taking so many notes and when you, I want to go back to this. I trusted in my vision enough to not hear these fear concerns. Mm-hmm. That is so beautiful. And I'm not sure very many of us get to that point. We have this, we might have this this desire to follow an entrepreneurial itch, but we're so afraid to do it. And so we start asking people's opinions Mm. and we start, should I do this? What do you think? Do you think I'm strong enough? Do you, where did 
where did you find the strength to say, I'm strong enough to do this. I don't need anybody else's opinion. It's not my responsibility to make you feel good. And all of that is, all of that sounds amazing and wonderful. But when you dig deeper down those levels, it was you being strong enough to believe in your vision so much that no one had to affirm you. It was going to happen. You were doing it. You were doing it. Even if Will didn't stand by you, if your parents didn't stand by you, Lauren was going to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what know, I'm hearing. I think I've always been that, like, that's been like innately me my whole uh-huh. life. I've always been, you know, this level of stubborn, I think. <laughs> um, but I also just think for me, I figured what was the worst case scenario? My worst case scenario was that it didn't work and I was going to go work for somebody. Mm-hmm. Like I was already doing that. I was already living in my worst case scenario of I had no time. I couldn't cook dinner. I was commuting to work. I like, wasn't, you know, the the work I was doing, I loved because I loved, I loved what we were doing. I loved the, the, the values that we were working with. I loved the the people I got to meet and I loved being placed in that, that place of trust, um, and really succeeding in that. All of those boxes were checked for me but I just knew long-term that wasn't going to be where, what, where I wanted to be. Yes. But I knew that there was this like safety net of the worst case scenario is that I could, A, I could go back to the company that I was working for because they loved me. And they were like, well, if you ever need to come back, I was like, the day I walked out of there, I was like, I am never coming back to this parking lot <laughs> ever again. Um, I didn't need that like safety net, but yeah. I knew that there was another adventure. It could be another company here in town that maybe had a more intimate feel that would maybe get me closer to the goal, right? Maybe this was, this was that journey towards something else. Um, so I think for me, it was like, you know, how bad could it be? (laughs) How how bad could it be? You know, already living in, in the worst case scenario. And maybe that was it because, you know, I think about it. It's not like I didn't have, I didn't have a business plan. I didn't have this big idea. I didn't have a ton of money saved. My, my vision was how do I bootstrap this? How do I make just enough money to continue to scale my expenses, reinvest in the business, um, and keep doing that. And I did that for several years. You know, you, you kind of make money in business, but you know, really at the beginning, though the business was making money, a lot of it was being reinvested and I was taking home the bare minimum. So, you know, thank God for my husband. He was a huge support in it because, you know, he was also, you know, by me taking a pay cut, you know, he was also investing in the vision. Yes. So what would be your number one piece of advice to, uh, to a woman who was sharing her dreams and she's just not quite sure she's got the strength to step into it. What would be your number one piece of advice for her? I'm going to go back to what Rana, the, the thing that, that drove me forward. You're going to regret not just doing, just not doing it sooner. Um, one action. That's all you need. Like one foot in front of the other. You don't have to know the whole plan. I, I mean, I shared with you in the podcast today that when I, last time I was with you, I think in a room, my vision for what what was next for my business looked different. I mean, a lot of our visions have changed over COVID, Mm -hmm. um, but my business looked different and I'm better for trusting the process going through those, like, you know, kind of, kind of giving time to those other versions and saying, you know, well, what if it looked like this? No, that doesn't quite feel right. You know, I, I explored other avenues and know that 
as long as you're taking one step forward, it, any part of that process, any part of that journey is going to help you get to where you need to be. You just mm-hmm. have to keep taking, taking one step. That's beautiful. And since we're talking about steps, I'm just looking at the clock going, how are we at 25 minutes? I don't know how that went so fast. This is like, how did we get to you being six months along in your pregnancy? Like <laughs> we blinked. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but talking about taking that one step forward, let's yeah. talk about your version of your pow pow shoes. Uh, okay. So it's so funny. I've always, I love this part of your episode and I love your pow pow shoes. And I'm like, <laughs> I'll be honest, like yesterday I was on a walk with my husband and I'm just going to be like totally honest. Like I bought these $10 like knockoff looking Birkenstocks that like feel like they're walking on a cloud and my feet hurt so bad right now being pregnant. Like despite how little or much I walk around, I feel like my feet just hurt. And I was talking to my husband about how much I loved these, these shoes. <laughs> and you know what? I, I love them because they're my version of my pow pow shoes because my feet are so sore, but I was able to put them on yesterday and go on a walk with my husband and my dog. Oh. And we were able to like throw around baby names and like connect and talk. And I think anything that allows you to connect to your spouse, your friends, yeah. like the bigger vision, the, the big picture, um, that higher self, though it's not dressing for my higher self and like the sense that we would normally think about it, yeah. like allowed me to go on that walk. And I love uh, those shoes and I'm probably going to order another pair because they make me feel good right now. I absolutely love that. I actually would love that link. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send it to you. Thank you. <laughs> I'll even share it in the show notes because I know everybody's kind of, where, where'd she get the shoes? Where'd she get the shoes? I love them. I have yeah. the white. They're, they're great. Um, oh, so I think so that's, that's knowing you. I know that that's the definition of a pow pow yes, shoes. That's exactly Let's it. Let's be honest. I'm not wearing like, I'm a, I'm a love, I love pumps, you know? Yeah. I am not a pump person right now. Yes. That's not going to get me anywhere right now. Yeah. I love, I love that. Really. It's stepping into what, what your power is at this moment. And like you just said, things changed. We didn't, you didn't envision what you have now, but you trusted Mm -hmm. the process. And it's the same with your pow pow shoes. Things change and shift over time. Yeah. And for the, for the better when you follow it. So let's follow that right into our writing prompt for our listeners. I, I'm going to keep it, it's going to feel really simple, but I think it goes with what we talked about today. Okay. The one next step. Because I love that. it applies to everybody. That was the conversation I had with my, you know, marketing, you know, employee. Yeah. Um, it, it's the conversation I look at every day is if I accomplished one thing, what's going to make me sleep better tonight? What's going to move the needle in my business? What's going to move the needle in our life? What's the one thing I need to do? So I think just spend some time like really deciding. And it's not three things I'm asking for one, if there was one, because sometimes I think brevity um, is harder. Giving yourself one thing, not 10 things is harder. Yes, it it is. It it is. You're right. I love that because it's so easy to just make a list of this is what I'm going to do today. We all have all the things, right? Yes, we have all of them. Okay, now find one. What's the one? 
That's beautiful and powerful. How can we find you then so that we can tag you on all of these answers for the journal prompts and, you know, show you our new knockoff Birkenstocks? Yes. How can we find you? Do. Okay. <laughs> um, you can find me at the Lauren Boyd on Instagram. That's probably like the best landing page to find us. You can see how pregnant I'm getting. I think when <laughs> I post pictures, I even am surprised how pregnant I'm getting. Um, but that'll give it you links to our website. Okay. Um, our firm is at guidemybusiness.co. And then we also have our own podcast, which spoiler alert, Carrie is going to be a guest on soon. <laughs> I can't um, wait. And you can find that at thelaurenboyd.com. We have all of our show notes and links and we turn them in the blog post so that sometimes if you need to go back and refer to it. So those all have some really great content. We have some legal and a mix of some of that, this entrepreneurial conversations. So, you know, maybe a question you might be having, type it in the search bar, see if it's there um, or DM me because we would love to connect you with anything, resources that'll give you peace of mind around the legal foundation of your business too. I love that. And I'll just put my own plug in here for you. I am working with your business right now on copywriting or or on trademarking my logo. And it's just been so easy and seamless and wonderful. You're you're amazing, amazing, amazing company to work with. Thank you. I think I'm going to take a little bit of that as a testament to the vision, but really a testament to our team. Because, you know, I think for anybody who's thinking about building a team, those are the people that are going to drive your vision forward. And you have to be really clear on who that person is because they are the people that are going to drive your business forward and, you know, really support your clients. Yes, it is. It is. It is beautiful. I will be back to your company over and over and over again, because I'm just so impressed with you and with your team. It's, it's just, it's an amazing experience for sure. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for hanging out with us today and spilling the tea for us on Coffee and Tea with Carrie V. I love you to pieces. And I just, I'm so excited to just continue to watch your journey. All right. Well, it was my pleasure. I can't wait. Can't Me too. Thank you. Hey, thanks for listening in. I want you to know I do not take it for granted that you give me this time to have coffee and tea together with me. But before you go, it would mean the world to me if you grab a quick coffee or tea refill and pop into the podcast reviews and leave me a review. It's how this podcast grows. It's how it reaches and empowers more women. And it's how I know how to serve you best. I want this podcast to be what you need. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode and share it with your friends. And follow me on Instagram at I am Carrie V. Remember, it is never too late. Peace out, girlfriend. Pow, pow. <laughs>